Hey there, I'm Ryan, CEO of Rootly. Rootly transforms text-based job descriptions into fully branded, fully interactive candidate experiences. Over the past decade, every element of the candidate experience has evolved and been optimized except for job descriptions. They're still completely text-based and boring for candidates. And that's exactly why we built Rootly. Companies like Johnson & Johnson, Indigo, and Diply are already using Rootly to completely transform their candidate experience. We'd love to show you how it works. So head over to rootly.com, R-U-U-T-L-Y, and sign up for a demo. Mention that you heard about us on this podcast and get three months of Rootly for free. See you soon. Hey, son, Svesan, it's Jorgen Sundberg here with the Employer Branding Podcast, brought to you by Link Humans, London's Employer Branding Agency. Another week, another legacy tech company on the show. This time, we turn to the world's leading enterprise software company with over 80,000 employees in 180 countries. Stay tuned to learn how they do employer brand. Let's start the show. Jen Provoznik, what's up? <laughs> hey, Jürgen. Hey, who are you and what do you do? Sure. So I am the global head of intern and early talent acquisition at SAP. So on a day-to-day basis, my team is tasked with the fun challenge of hiring over 7,000 students and interns to graduate uh, to join our company each year. Great. Okay. So pop quiz for you, Hotshot. What does SAP stand for? Um, so I'm going to butcher the German version, but basically it stands for systems, applications, and products and data processing. So the acronym was derived from the original German name, which has a lot of vowels in it, and I'm going to butcher it. But basically systems, applications, products. Right. Yeah. So I used to do recruiting in the SAP space, which, well, it was a very good place to be a few years ago. Um, we used to have a saying that there are only two guarantees when you install SAP. Do you know what they are? That's going to be expensive, and you're going to be happy. <laughs> and, it's going to, and it's going to be late. Well, at least uh, uh, that's, that's what we used to say, because I think there was, um, there was a real shortage of SAP specialists, people to implement the software, uh, which, uh, of course, made it uh, a good place to be as, as a recruiter. But, uh, all right, so SAP as a company, what's... Um, How would you describe the corporate culture then? Sure. So we're a 45-year-old company. We're started in Germany. We were known for ERP. That's our bread and butter. But this important legacy has transformed a bit. And you were kind of talking about, you know, overpriced, over um, timeline. And we've heard that. And so we've invested over $5 in acquisitions to truly make a digital transformation. And we're dedicated to innovation that goes beyond software. So we're developing breakthrough technologies that shape IT and business trends. So what's so important, what my team does is um, so critical. We need to attract top students to join SAP as an intern or in one of our many full-time hiring programs to bring new ideas, innovations, and insights into this company. We really invest in our people in a big way. We empower over 88,000 employees on a daily basis to take risks and be bold. The thing I really like to emphasize to our prospective candidates, which is a true pillar of our culture, is that when you join SAP, you have the security and resources of such a large multinational corporation, but we operate in a very nimble and agile way, which allows for creativity and flexibility. So it feels like a startup. 
Um, so we've invested over $185 million in our employees' learning last year alone. And we realized that with the introduction of AI, blockchain, and other hot topics, our employees need to be experts so that we can help our customers navigate through these exciting times. So really, our culture has shifted and changed. Um, we really are all about helping businesses run better and improve people's lives. We're today, we're the market leader in enterprise application software. And we're really at the center of all business technology. But you don't really know about us because we're kind of on the back end. Yeah, yeah, it's very much a B2B, isn't it? And uh, what uh, what's the one number one thing that keeps you at SAP? The people. Yeah. And that's not a that's not a um, hokey answer. It's really the people I get to work with every day, the talent I get to meet who tell their stories to me, the passion our leaders have for continuing to be a market leader, um, the team I get to to lead and navigate. So it's the people, and I think that's why I really love my job because all day I get to talk about people. So you have great people. However, I know most companies also need to hire even more people. So what talent challenges are you faced with? So in my space, we deal with students and graduates. Mm. And these students are currently in school and they're going to be working in roles and jobs that have not even been created yet. So as a recruiting organization, we have to anticipate those needs and wants of the businesses, our you know, companies, and these forward-looking skill sets. So really, my thought is that we need to hire for potential and passion over pedigree. We want to find people and our hiring managers want someone who can really uh, understand the challenges and the tech industry is moving so rapidly and the you know, job descriptions are constantly changing. So we really need to focus on that individual candidate, the passions that they have and what they can add to our culture. This is really a shift because we kind of used to think about what can they do for, um, what can they bring to our company? And we really need to think about what can we do for them? What can they bring, um, you know, to kind of change us and move us and shape us? So I think that's the big focus is the skill sets are changing. And we have five generations um, right now working. And how can they collaborate together to really delight our customers? And is it right to think that uh, millennials and Gen Y and Z and Alpha, which is the next one, I believe, that they want different things to older generations? And if so, do you have any examples? Ah, there's been so many white papers and research and yep. podcasts on this. Um, I think it's a little overhyped. I think everyone at the end of the day wants to feel valued. They want to have purpose. They want to be recognized. I think the millennials and now Gen Z are maybe a little bit more outspoken and they're empowered. So they're sharing these views and they're articulating and they're organizing and they're letting companies know kind of what is acceptable and what they demand. Um, so I think everybody has always wanted these things, but now I think they're at their forefront of conversations. And it's really a big testimony to employers of how can they meet these growing challenges and needs and keep all generations of um, their workforce engaged. Yeah, that's interesting because that is normally uh, the, the, the argument I hear back to saying that, well, everyone will want these things. So do you think it's more of a, of a confidence um, thing here? So that Gen Y and Gen Z have really articulated and, and not not afraid to say exactly what they want. Yeah. And I think they're saying it, you know, to employers, they're saying it at job interviews and they're also sharing it, you know, in social media and they're, you know, looking on Glassdoor and if they're not liking what a company is offering or the culture, they're going to, you know, write a review or they're going to tweet about it. So I think that they have access to a lot of technology that previous generations didn't. So they might be saying that the same things, but their audience and message can't be amplified. 
Yeah. Okay. So looking at this uh, this huge challenge that uh, many companies uh, like SAP uh, face with, how does uh, your employer brand help you to to attract this talent, these people? So as a business-to-business company, a lot of people don't know about SAP. Mm. And so we're very aware of that. When I go to campuses and when I talk to professors, sometimes they don't know our company. So we're kind of best-kept secret, which is really a unique position to be at because we can really kind of influence and tell our story. And we have quite a compelling story to tell. So last year, we relaunched our employee value proposition. And the focus is bring everything you are, become everything you want. So our company values are described in no better way than through this EVP campaign, which really exemplifies the knowledge that the whole person has and how their life experiences matter. And, you know, they bring a unique set of traits and skills to the workforce. So every single person out of our 88,000 employees are valued. They can make a difference. So it's a really open-armed inclusion opportunity for Olympic success. It gives our current and future employees a reason to work at SAP and really reflects the competitive advantage. So it's a really important recruitment tactic. It sets the tone. It really paints the picture um, of our place to work. And it authentically reveals what life at SAP is truly like. So we don't just want to kind of know who you are at work. We want to know what the whole person's like. And these life stories can speak to the candidates emotionally. And in recruitment, this EVP is really there to help attract candidates. Um, it features our employees and their stars of the creative um, content, and we see different personal stories and what success means to them. It really brings life via digitally and social marketing, advertising campaigns, events, university collateral. So it really appeals to a wide variety of audiences. Okay, so that sounds like a, a catchy EVP tagline there. Are there any uh, pillars that underpin this? I would say it's the whole person. And I think, you know, sometimes you see a leader on stage doing a keynote or you hear someone launch, um, you know, a big um, deal and they get a, a multi-million agreement. But kind of who are they outside of work? Are they kind of, um, you know, involved in their church? Are they on a board of a mentoring program? Do they run half marathons on the weekend? And so I think it's kind of that, um, you know, how can you kind of lift the veil of what success looks like and kind of see the well-rounded person and see how SAP and life at SAP is able to keep all those um, facets of themselves alive and thriving. Um, so I think it really sometimes in the tech industry, it's a little bit of an aggressive industry, right? And it's also sometimes where people feel lost. And so we really kind of want to connect human to human, even though we're about technology, we want to tell the human stories. And that's really the forefront of the CVP. And do you have a separate or have you, have you customized this, an EVP for, for younger talent? Yeah, so our EVP, and I think what makes it so unique is that it's not stock photography, right? It's our employees and it's employees throughout a wide range of roles, ages, genders, um, ethnicities. So you see kind of every single kind of employee that we've would potentially have. And I think that's the really neat thing is people recommended their friends, their colleagues to be the face of SAP. And so it's a wide variety of people, which really tell um, really interesting stories. So we really have tried to focus on just, you know, many different dimensions, even beyond age. And you mentioned uh, life at SAP. So I've seen that hashtag on places like Twitter and Instagram. And is that something that, well, I think I know the answer to this, but that's something you're, you encourage employees to use, I take it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you're aware of it, Jurgen. So yes, Life at SAP is our employer brand channel. So it's where we feature our EVP and we have a lot of the content and collateral from our campaign that goes out on Life at SAP. Um, we have a Twitter account, we have Instagram, and we have Facebook, and we have LinkedIn. And it's where we also post job um, you know, postings. We post about awards and opportunities. But we also invite our employees, if they're having like a special celebration in the office, or if someone had a new baby, or if they're at a really cool sports event with a whole bunch of colleagues, tag using Life at SAP. And then it's a really great way to filter and see all different stories and content from our employees about their time at SAP. So a lot of times when people, mostly students, ask us what it's like to work at SAP, I invite them to use that hashtag so they can really get an insider view of what our company's like from you know the photos that our employees submit. So if I were and my listeners now were, were to click on this hashtag, will we find you in the feed then, Jen? Um, a couple times. And sometimes I submit pictures um, to our Life at SAP team and they retweet it. But yeah, there's definitely um, a lot of different employees. The thing that's interesting is we don't always just want the North America voice. So we try to balance it out. I think yesterday Israel was featured. So we try to feature our employee voices from all over our different offices. But I have definitely been on it in the past. Great. Okay. So you've got lots of different channels. Um, you mentioned um, yeah, job job descriptions and LinkedIn and so on. Where do you find, uh, what, which is the best source of hire? What's the best channel for you? So from my perspective, being a, in the university hiring landscape, undoubtedly our interns really are our best source of hire because we bring them back into right. full-time hires, right? Mm. So we bring on a student, we teach them, we grow them, we develop them, and then we can convert them into a full-time employee once they graduate. It's a fantastic way to build our talent, to grow our brand across university campuses, and to show the business value of investing in young talent. Um, so that really is the best way um, for my team to get amazing hires and really kind of lifelong SAP employees. Um, overall at SAP, we have a referral program. We really reward our employees because we want to hire their friends. We want them to recommend people in their network. And this really encourages our employees to tap into their network and get paid, you know, for their friends to work at SAP. And so that's another really strong way that we get people. Um, we have a lot of different job postings at any given time. We have about 3,000 openings within our company. So we really, really tap into our employee network and we figure out even our alumni, people who were former interns or who were VPs and who left to go on to start another company or join a competitor, we stay really close to our alumni to invite them back and maybe to have another opportunity to SAP down the road. Wow, so 3,000 open roles. You see, that's why SAP was such a good client when I worked in, <laughs> in recruiting. Right, okay. So are there any initiatives um, in terms of activation of the employer brand that you are particularly proud of and you'd like to mention? Oh, there's been a lot. We've won over 200 employer awards um, in 2017. So it's been a really a banner year. Mm. I would say one thing I'm particularly proud of is we've revolutionized our intern hiring. At many companies, even at SAP, we tended to hire headcount, uh, interns when we didn't have headcount, right? So this is a great workaround, but then our interns do not have challenging work or long-term growth opportunities. So we looked at how can we take this great channel and really revolutionize it. So we created the Internship Experience Project. 
It starts, it um, creates standardized start dates. It really defines who's eligible to be an intern, how long can they be an intern, what projects are they going to be working on. We have a 70-20-10 model where 70% of their time they're doing on-the-job learning. 20% is formalized development, which might be power hours or mentors or regional summits. Final presentations is another one. And then the other 10% of their job is really fun things, frankly, like football games, volunteer activities, happy hours. So we have really gone through this transformation with looking at our interns more strategically. And now we have over 700 interns across 11 locations as part of this program. And we've noticed that increase in intern conversion. Higher employee engagement, our employees are excited to work with these interns, and they've really become amazing brand ambassadors for our company. Wow, okay. And uh, as a percentage, how many interns stay on and become full-time employees? Uh, Typically about 2,000 each year. Okay, so as a percentage, that would be? About 40 to 50%. Yeah, okay. Where do the others go? So a lot of them go back to school, right? They're not Mm -hmm. eligible to be converted. So they're still getting um, a degree or maybe they're getting an advanced degree after they get kind of their undergraduate. Um, Some of them decide to go into nonprofit or they want to travel for the year or they want to start their own company. We're seeing more and more students who are leaving once they get formalized education and taking some risks and, you know, starting their own company. Um, So that's why we like to keep in touch with them because we're always kind of here as a great employer. Um, If things fail or if they want to try something different, um, but we also encourage our employees to go elsewhere sometimes and see what it's like. And a lot of the times they realize the grass isn't always greener and they, and they tend to come back at SAP. Um, so that's something that we're really focusing on. One other really cool thing I wanted to mention, Jurgen, that this year my team's looking at a candidate rejection experience. So oh. right now at SAP, we hire about 3% of all applicants we get. So we really need to look at those who apply to those open positions. Are they getting feedback in a timely manner? Do they know where they are in the hiring process? If they don't get an offer from us, which many, many do not, how can they still have a positive experience so they apply again and are you know having a good time even if they don't get an offer? There's so much to be um, done here. I think a lot of companies struggle with this, and it's a channel that we don't necessarily tap into enough. We don't um, always view them as, you know, people that we want to keep going and keep retaining. So how do we really think about this population? And I would challenge your listeners to think about it as they build their programs in 2018. Good one. Yes. Okay. Um, in terms of hard lessons, what uh, can you share with us that, uh, that you've learned the hard way along the journey? <sighs> um Oh, there's always a lot of mistakes. And I encourage my team to make a lot of mistakes quickly and then learn from those and move on. I think for me, you know, I have to constantly remind myself that running a a digital marketing campaign in Russia doesn't always yield the same results as if we try to implement that in Brazil. So we constantly have to ask ourselves, why are we doing what we are doing and what does success look like? So plugging and playing and repeating the same activities in the different regions is not going to get the same results. So if we can't measure what we're doing and we don't find value, we have to stop doing it and reevaluate. And that's something that I think we tend to kind of get into this comfort zone of let's just keep going and executing and executing. So stopping, pausing, and reflecting on what we're doing, why are we doing this, and what is that value is something that I constantly focused on and something I need to focus more on in 2018. Yep. Okay. And how do you go about measuring return on investment? You mentioned that a little bit there, but uh, do you have a, an overall metric that you look at? 
Yeah, so we're fortunate in the fact that we actually have our own ATS and recruiter marketing solution and success factors. So yep. everything we do from digital buys to social campaigns to job boards directs traffic into this talent community. So my team creates unique campaign codes for each event. So that way we can measure volume and traffic. So if someone meets us, but they don't get hired immediately, we can still look five years down the road and see how many times did they apply, viewed our career site, and how many times they um, you know, maybe got an offer. So we can really understand that source of hire and we can direct our resources to the channels that bring in the best ROI. So constantly evaluating and looking at data is key to our success. Yeah, great. Okay. And um, there are lots of employer brand managers listening to this right now, I hope. <laughs> what would be your top tips to them? Oh, man, I would love to hear theirs as well, because we're certainly not always experts and we're constantly learning. But Three things top of mind would be, first and foremost, be authentic. I'm still blown away with how many companies, household names, great companies, still use stock photography. Mm. They still use outdated numbers. They're trying to look professional, but they're actually turning off prospective candidates because they're seeing through this facade and they want to work for a company that's real. So companies to be authentic is super key. I would say another tip you're going to would be to listen to your employees. Go on Glassdoor, create surveys early and often. Hear what your employees are saying. Ask them the questions. Encourage them to provide feedback and then take action. That's super critical. The third tip I would say is don't be afraid to do something kind of crazy. Our employer branding team, for example, has a full-time cartoonist on staff who publishes a column through that Life at SAP um, channel and it's very unique and it's animated and it's a different way to connect and tell our story. So we encourage our employees to take risks and try something different. Um, we do photo contests. We retweet and amplify their content. We do live Instagram stories and job descriptions. So we try a lot. Not everything works and sticks, but that's okay. We need to move on and constantly, you know, look at what we're doing and why we're doing it. So I would definitely encourage your listeners to be authentic, listen to your employees, and then do something a little crazy. Yeah. Great. Okay. I like that cartoonist. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, other companies that inspire you beyond SAP? I love companies, and this goes back to my Be Authentic, that are not afraid to be themselves. Everything they do and say and produce really goes back to who they are and why they're in business. So there's a, a group here in the U.S. They're a CPG brand, um, Tom's of Maine, and they make deodorant and toothpaste and a lot of personal care products. And they're natural. And everything they do goes back to this mission statement. They don't try to do everything. They do a few things really well. And I love companies that kind of know who they are and just execute and excel and are just amazing. So those are the companies that I really love. There's a lot of big household names out there. But some of these small underdogs I really root for. And I'm still amazed when they can still thrive in such a really challenge, uh, challenging marketplace. Yeah, well, I guess when you are small, you, you've got to have an angle and get uh, the emotional buy-in and perhaps uh, lead with purpose. So, yeah, it makes complete sense. Right, so uh, what's up next for uh, employer brand talent attraction at SAP and uh, where do you think uh, this uh, category is heading in general? Yeah, so, again, we're super fo focused on this candidate rejection experience. I think that's a big thing that I have not seen a lot of companies do well. Mm. So SAP is excited to kind of lead the pack there in 2018. Um, employer branding, we're really all about getting our 88,000 employees to become our biggest asset. 
So not only showcasing them in these different campaigns, but we want to train them and show them how to do social job sharing. We want to show our executives how can they record videos and do quick Instagram stories to show a day in the life. So we can attract talent who wants to understand what it's like to be, you know, head of sales in a region. So we really want to transform our employer brand team from a finite team into really an army of our entire employee base. Um, I think that will really help us scale and really kind of showcase who we are. And that's our biggest challenge in 2018 is to get our employees to really start working for us and to really kind of become um, fantastic thought leaders in this brand and industry. Fantastic. Right. Final question. Tell our listeners where they can find out more about your work and connect with yourself. So you mentioned earlier life at SAP. That's a great way to get a behind the scenes look at our company and different roles and our employees. And then you can find myself on LinkedIn or Twitter at Jen Kvasnik. Thank you very much for your time, Jen. Thank you. All right, I hope that was useful. Everything that Jen and I discussed will, of course, be in the show notes article, which you'll be able to find at employerbrandingpodcast.com. And also a big thank you to Rootly, our sponsors. Do check out their very cool product at rootly.com. And uh, don't forget to mention the Employer Branding Podcast for your three months free trial. What's there to lose? And of course, I'll put a link to Rootly in the show notes. Now, how do you measure employer brand? Well, one way is to take stock of what everyone out there is saying about your company in an employment context to really understand your organization's reputation as an employer. We have developed the Employer Brand Index to help practitioners like yourself understand your company's reputation as an employer. It gives you a quantitative and qualitative understanding or what candidates, employees, and alumni think presented in an easily understandable and actionable report. Very happy to discuss and show you a few sample reports. Feel free to get in touch with me. I'm at jorgen at linkhumans.com or you can just click on to employerbrandindex.co. So that's employerbrandindex.co. That's it for this week, I should say. Thank you very much for tuning in and look forward to catching up with you next week. Hey, do! So why don't animals play poker in the jungle? Don't know. There's too many cheetahs. <laughs>